Those are both pretty good-looking people. Well, yeah, they're in high school. That's how it works. That came out way <laughs> creepier than I wanted it to. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom, or check out the Phantom Podcast Network on whatever podcasting app you use, and take a look at all of the other awesome shows the network has to offer. You might check out the Horror Junkies podcast, who most recently tackled the topic of home invasion movies, and a lot of other stuff too. But until then, you're stuck with us. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is someone else who's really sexy when he's violent. It's Mark. Hey guys. Now, Mark, we just went straight to you this week because Jake is off in the wilds of Iceland fighting off demons, I assume. Demons or volcanoes or something, who knows. Yeah, and just falling ass backwards on the floor because he drank too much Brenna Vividnins, whatever mm-hmm. that Icelandic drink is called. Yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what I think what I called. did. I think I nailed it. Do you think he's <laughs> living some type of like secret life of Walter Mitty type midlife crisis thing? Is that what's going on? I- I've never seen that movie, um, so I'll assume that you're correct. Yes. Okay, good. Glad we nailed that. <laughs> Hopefully this will bring his general level of energy up a little bit. On oh, the my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe we're better off without him. Fuck. Um, yes. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we revisited one that we reviewed for the site but pre-podcast, and because Jake's gone, we didn't want to tackle a new one, so we just wanted to go with this. Um, And we picked the very first movie that Jake and I reviewed on the site, Mark, before you were a part of it. We took another look at 2014's Unfriended, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. When we do, we're going to spoil the fucking shit out of it. Probably even when we talk about what we're drinking, we're going to spoil it, so fair warning on that. Uh, But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? So this one should be pretty self-explanatory if you've even seen like the production credits that roll before the movie. Um, I got a beer by uh, Lagunitas, Lagunitas, however the hell you oh say my his God, goddamn Lagunitas. name. Lagunitas. <laughs> I got a beer called Lag. Uh, this movie is one giant missing keyframe after another. Uh, it's, <laughs> I... I these people have very... I mean, I get there in a video conference with five other people, but they have very slow internet speeds. And yeah, it's, it's a lot like trying to talk to fucking you on Skype. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have <laughs> freaking... Uh, I have like 40 megabit internet, and I break up all the time. So I can only imagine <laughs> what's going on with these kids. Fair enough. I'll buy that. Yeah, what do you got? Um, I got a couple of things going on this week. One, I'm drinking some Seven Devils Rye Whiskey. Uh, because Jake's sure. gone, which means we can record at a regular hour, not fucking whatever god time in the morning he demands we record. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, take this one right now. Mm. That's pretty good. And I'm drinking Seven Devils because if you include the dead woman, dead girl, I think there's six of them. So that's almost seven. And they're all bad. Well, the devil makes seven. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So there's seven of them, and, and there they are. So that's why I'm drinking that. My beer this week, I am drinking uh, Hub Pilsner, uh, the West Coast Pilsner. Because, look, this is kind of a hard movie to beer. 
and they are I on the west coast. They're all in California. I believe so, they're in Fresno. Yes. Yeah. So West Coast Pilsner fits perfectly. It's unassailable. Yeah, I think you win this week. That's true. I I think you I nailed do. it. You did perfect. Yeah. Ooh, the whiskey's very tasty, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. Move <laughs> us along, Jack. All right, Mark. Uh, what else has been rocking your horror world apart from Unfriended? Uh, what else have you got going on? I have. Uh, I, I'm going to break this down into a big thing and then a subsection of three little things. Um, I saw Get Out finally. I'm the last person to see this. I think Fuck. in the world. Yeah. Definitely on the podcast. Uh, and we're not going to spoil Get Out here. No, no, we won't. Maybe we'll do a fourth segment on it when Jake comes back or something like that. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to add to the conversation aside from what you guys have already said, but I do think that, so we've been constantly talking about Jordan Peele's uh, appeal to see it in the movie theaters. Yeah. And how it's like uber important. You'll you'll miss the point of the movie if you don't see it in movie theaters or something like that. Yeah, you'll miss all the money. <laughs> yeah, the point of the movie being that he needs to make money off of it. Exactly. Um, I, you know, obviously you don't need to see it in the movie theater, but I do think the thing that we haven't really touched on is there's a lot of interesting like sound design um, in this. And yeah. I think actually if you are watching this on just your laptop computer or a TV, a TV that doesn't have great speakers, you actually kind of would miss out on a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to watch this one with just shitty, like, in-ear headphones or whatever, or with whatever speakers that come with your laptop, probably. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I mean, the visuals, you're not gonna... You're, you're fine, no matter what you're watching it on, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to meet him halfway. Yeah, fair um, enough. I guess, uh, to Overall summarize, thoughts on the movie, enjoy, not enjoy. I mean, enjoy. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did. It's a good movie, but it's one of those where, like, if you start to pull at the the thread in the sweater the whole thing just unravels uh the more i think about it the less i understand about what the movie was actually about yeah when it but but during the movie it's a really enjoyable experience i know exactly what you're saying and to that end uh cinema sins those guys just did a everything wrong with get out and it's it's pretty great their their take on it and Hmm. there's a lot of shit that doesn't make a lot of sense in the movie yeah you said that perfectly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so to move along to the other stuff i there's three other kind of horror short movies documentaries things that i've been watching one was called uh, the curve oh yeah okay we did this for hrr a while back no i just sent this to you guys in the chat and we each watched it i think oh okay there Uh, no we did an hrr movie called the curve about a year ago though oh i have no idea what that was it was like a wrong turn hitchhiker movie. You're not thinking of Fender Bender, are you? No, I'm thinking of The Curve. Okay. This is not that. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a horror short film that I think I saw on Vimeo. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find it anywhere, but if you just Google The Curve horror short film, it'll come up as one of the top things. Hard to describe exactly what this one is. If you're afraid of heights, uh, definitely, and you like horror, you, know, you like being scared of heights, then give this one a watch. If you like high concept stuff, go for it. I saw this. This was actually linked on um, the subreddit Thalassophobia, which means fear of open water, essentially, which is strange because there really isn't any water in the movie. (laughs) So not really sure how they got there from that, but pretty damn unique movie. Did you end up watching this when I sent it to you or no? I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Okay, well, give it a go. Okay. 
Uh, Sounds like it's good. With, when I uh, was the other thing uh, with oh god, <laughs> just <laughs> you just did you have a stroke? You just I, lost the ability to say <laughs> any other have. words. After a while, I I just figured we'd we'd just cut it. That was a st- you just you started talking and then just said oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Passes it to the man. <laughs> okay, coming back in. The other item I saw uh, on Reddit recently was uh, this discussion of, um, God, I'm going to butcher the name, but uh, the Diat, Diat, Diatlov Pass. Oh, Diat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diatlov? I don't know how to say it. Russian last guy's name. Basically, it's this mystery of a uh, group of hikers, Russian hikers or Kazakh hikers, that went into the Ural Mountains um, and basically disappeared. Uh, they left one of their friends behind before they like went on this last leg because he was feeling ill. Um, and then they found them later with like no clothes on, dead of hypothermia, weird injuries. Two of them were radioactive. Um, Jesus. Yeah, lots of weird shit going on. It's one of those like famous UFO conspiracy theories or irradiated hill zombies or something. Um, and uh, in this discussion, someone linked this interesting documentary like mini documentary thing uh, on this channel called Lamino which is L E M M I N O um that basically goes through all the details of it and i mean mostly debunks it as you would expect but it does give you a good sense of um why there's a lot of mystery surrounding this thing um beyond that i just can't really contain my brain thinking about how this would be a good horror movie <laughs> <laughs> Do you know much about the case, or? Uh, I've heard about the case. Um, it, it's one of those things that comes up on those lists of like unexplainable events that can definitely be explained. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty and, sure. And those are. I like Pretty... I like those kind of lists, and I like those events. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's not one that I've ever really dug into before. Yeah. To your point, I think this one came up on another subreddit that I browsed called Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a pretty common hitter. I, I've looked into it a few times before, but I've never actually seen this uh, this little documentary thing that I thought was pretty good, pretty well made. So, all right, interesting there. The last one, final one. When I watched that um, YouTube movie on the side screen, there was a list of these like, you know, you know, it's all the related searches or whatever movies you might also like. And one of them was another horror short film that was like three minutes long called Jigsaw or The Jigsaw. Okay. Uh, so I popped that one on as well. It, it, you know you're in trouble when it leads with all of the awards that it won, much like the dark tapes. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was actually well made. It was it was well shot and kind of cool, but unsurprising. Yeah. Not not even remotely. I mean, if you think of a horror movie about a man putting together a jigsaw puzzle, uh, you can basically take a wild guess and you'll get exactly what happened in this movie. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Still, I mean, if you want to give it a look, it's on YouTube. It's like five minutes long or something. Nice little horror short film. Kick the day off. Sure. Okay, I like that. That's all I got. What about you? Okay, I got a couple of things going on this week. First, I uh, became aware of... I think I might have known this at some point, but it's one of those things that just kind of slipped my memory or something like that. Uh, Baskin, that horror movie out of uh, the Middle yeah. East, somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what country, but I, I liked that movie quite a little bit. Um, and I didn't realize it was based on a short film, or I, if I was aware of it, I never really pursued it anymore. But I, I stumbled across, stumbled upon uh, the short film 
upon which that movie's based and <laughs> gave it a watch and it's predictably really great so this um, is this is the short film edition of what's been rocking our horror world is what i'm getting yeah pretty much <laughs> um and uh so so that was really good i think that one of the weakest parts of baskin was the character development and it's not necessarily a, a hash on the movie like uh i think it, it's a similar thing with the thing or black mountainside where the characters don't really there, there just isn't all that time to develop all the characters. That's not what you're there to see. You don't need them to have a rich and full backstory that you believe because that's not what you're there to watch. And so because of that, I think that's one of the weakest parts of Baskin, but that's why the short film, I think, was kind of awesome because you don't expect any of that shit in the short film. It's kind of just the condensed awesome scariness of and nonsense that was Baskin. So it's a high recommend from me. Um, if you just Google Baskin short film, you'll be able to find it. Uh, that, was, that was a really cool one. The other one I watched is... A, a movie that's that's a I think I posted in the chat this is a very unique confluence of my interests and I can't imagine a lot of other people it's like these very specific interests it's it's a movie called missing 411 which is a oh, movie yeah, sure. yeah 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 so this is a movie based on a paranormal theory advanced on the coast to coast AM radio show which I listened to the fucking shit out of when I was a kid. I loved it so much. It was Art Bell back then who was the host yep. of it, coming to you from a bunker somewhere in the desert. Love me some and Art Bell. I loved this show so much. All insane nonsense, but so fucking terrific. Now it's George Norrie, and he stinks, but whatever. Um, it's still coast to coast. It's still crazy. Missing 411 is their theory that a number of disappearances of young children in rural areas, camp campgrounds, the, the wilderness, other sorts of things like that, are all connected and are all supernatural. Might be aliens, might be some kind of shadow people, might be a cabal of people abducting kids for something, but they focus on five specific kids on the show that were abducted. Uh, one of whom was actually, I think, uh, Dion Kuntz Jr., or Dior Kuntz Jr., who was an Idaho kid a couple of years ago that tragically went missing at, at a campground with his parents. Um, the parents and grandparents and people at the campsite are the persons of interest in the case, clearly. It's still being investigated to this day, but no remains for the kid have been found. But that's one of the big ones, and that one hits a little close to home being here in Idaho. But the other ones, the biggest one is there was a two-year-old in Colorado uh, who went missing for a couple of days and turned up alive. And it was, like, cold in fucking the mountains of Colorado when he went missing, so it... It's the theory goes, this was in the 60s or 70s or something, but the theory goes that he couldn't have survived on his own out there for two days. So somebody kidnapped him and put him back there or abducted him and, and deposited him there. So Missing 411, this documentary, that's that's one interest is this Art Bell coast to coast AM thing colliding with Les Stroud, the fucking survivor man, because his show was one of my favorite things to watch in early high school days. Um, and he is a producer on this movie and the main guy in it where he's kind of digging into some of these cases and seeing what happened. Um, now this is horror adjacent at best. I think, uh, it's, it it's, it's some adult fears horror for sure. Right. Cause all these kids did vanish for a while. Most of them are presumed dead or are dead. I mean, um, anytime there is a cabal of shadow alien people involved, you can, you can pretty easily tie in horror. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think the only thing that makes it horror is the inclusion on the Coast to Coast AM show. Um, but, you know, 
And and I think that's especially evidenced by this missing 411 movie starring Les Stroud and produced by him because he really focuses in on the the police cases and the ones that seem to have predictable answers and he goes through, you know, the, the route that this kid in Colorado might have to have taken. Um, and it's kind of just a, a true crime documentary more than anything else. It's it's good. It's certainly enjoyable. I rented it for four ninety nine on Amazon or something like that. If you're interested in this kind of thing, it's definitely worth a watch if you like true crime shit. Uh, but it definitely, the movie itself is not very supernatural, horror-y. And I think Les Stroud is kind of a known skeptic, right? He's been on, like, Bigfoot expeditions with people trying to have them show him any proof of any of that stuff. And he definitely opts for the more earthly explanation for this kind of stuff so so the the documentary is definitely more true crime oriented but i still think it's worth a watch it's it was pretty good i enjoyed it what was les stroud's background i remember bear Grylls was like a friggin navy seal or french foreign legion or other something or other yeah that french yeah about. yeah what what was les stroud is he just a dude who likes the outdoors <laughs> yeah pretty much he's a canadian guy oh well, that's all it takes okay gotcha. <laughs> that's it <laughs> he's he's buddies with justin trudeau it's just him and you know it's <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that he's just kind of a guy, right? He did some film work early on, and and I don't know. He's he he's also a like an adventure racing guy. He's he's been an athlete and all. He's a really interesting guy. But um, anyway, so this was a, a weird confluence of of my unique interests from when I was younger, and and I watched the hell out of it, and I liked it. That's all I've really got. Is there a certain level of horror here associated with the fact that you might be on like? the Truman show. And now we're just making movies specifically to suit your interests. <laughs> you know what? This was a weird enough conflux that maybe like, that's a little bit terrifying to think about. <laughs> Do you really think this is a weird conflict? I mean, everyone loves Les Stroud and okay. missing kid horror. I mean, no one likes missing kids, but <laughs> like unsolved mysteries, documentaries with Les Stroud seems like that would have a very wide. I guess maybe Les Stroud was much more popular than I give him credit for. Okay, fair enough. And, and that might be what happened. And look, Coast to Coast, for whatever reason, still has a gigantic audience. Just because I stumbled across it with a radio like at midnight when I was staying awake when I should have been asleep doesn't mean it wasn't a hugely popular radio show. Some lady talking about her son fell down a well and came back with sheep's eyes. Mark, you're talking about Mel's Hole, okay? It wasn't a well, it's a hole in an undisclosed location in the northwestern United States, and it's bottomless. They didn't just put a sheep down, Mark, and they, they didn't put sheep down. Yeah. First, they put some ice down, and it came back up, and it wouldn't melt. Okay? Then, That's they put rocks. a sheep. They put rocks down. <laughs> then they put a sheep down. They brought the sheep back up. It had a tumor. They cut the tumor open, and inside that tumor was a seal with human eyes. And then they played Riders on the Storm by the Doors to go to commercial, and I was scared of that song for, like, 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> but could the sheep melt? Or no? They did not get into that, but they weren't scientists, you know? It was just some guy who had a hole. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jack, we're done here. <laughs> Let's go to the feature presentation. Yes. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's Unfriended. And we will deep dive on the movie pretty soon. Uh, but... I think we decided, just kind of arbitrarily, that I'm going to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. Yeah, you need a chance at redemption. I have not been doing well at this the past couple of times. I, I've just kind of been 
slowly... I haven't been going off on tangents or anything. I've just been kind of ambling along, assuming I have another significant amount of time. Well, I think, so when we first started doing this, you immediately got flustered and started talking about how nice people were, and then immediately got in the weeds, <laughs> and you, like, broke out in a flash sweat, and I, I think you realized that you got, like, too hyped up about it, so then you tried so to I'm keep trying yourself, to remain like, calm. Yes, yes, exactly, like... <laughs> and I'm, I'm remaining too calm. You're remaining too calm. Right. We need to, we need to find an average, a nice Middle average between there. way little too urgency. calm... I need a little urgency. Yeah, but pull it back a little bit from, like, heart attack levels. <laughs> okay. Okay, All right. 30 seconds are on the clock. Starts when you start. A high school student is bullied because she pooped her pants at a party until she kills herself. Uh, a year later, her friends are all chatting on Skype when a mysterious interloper gets on the chat and starts exposing them for being jerks and bullies and cheating on each other one by one. And they all sort of die one by one. The whole thing takes place on Skype until uh, the ghost, it turns out to be the ghost of this young woman who killed herself. And then eventually it kills all six of them. Five of them. And then <laughs> there's not a lot going on in this movie. I still time. have time? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> you could have expanded a little bit more, I guess. I guess. I think I, I kind of nailed it, though. Yeah, there aren't a lot of twists and turns I to this thing. even got on the shitting herself. It did. You did kind of make it sound like she killed herself by shitting herself to death. But Oh, did I? That's yeah. not what I intended. Okay, yeah, because that's not what happened. No, she just got so drunk that she shit herself at a party, which, you know, shit happens. Uh, hey Singer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Let's get real here for a second. PSA. A to Z horror PSA here. Uh, shitting yourself is a sign of significant alcohol poisoning. If it ever happens at a party, call 911. Do not just film that person and walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They are, like, going to die. Yeah. As yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> the more you know. This, this was not an insignificant amount of shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that the shit is proportional to the amount of drunk you have to be. <laughs> if you have just a little alcohol poisoning, you shit just a little bit. <laughs> you just shart. But if you're, like, really drunk, we've gone blue. We've gone blue this whole episode. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, this movie... Ah, ah, Jake's not here to keep us on track. We need to do a whole other thing first. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into, Mark? I had to go first. I had to do the plot synopsis. You do this first. <laughs> Way to reel it back. I'm, I'm keeping us on track. I think you'll find... Let's talk a little bit more about the sheep in Mel's hole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with one that's unpopular among our crew. I'm going to go with high concept. As you said in your synopsis, this entire movie save for the last, like, one second, is filmed from... Which, fuck that last one second, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a little weird. It is filmed from Blair's perspective in the sense that it's just a computer screen. You don't see, you don't see like, her typing or anything. It's literally just you're watching her computer screen, and right. Skype is on it, and all of her Google searches, and, like, her iTunes media library, and all that shit is happening. I think it's Spotify, but sure. <sighs> In any case, <laughs> that that that's how this whole movie was pitched. Is this was the the Skype horror movie? It was definitely pitched with a catch, right? Like this, that's what we're doing. We're doing this thing, and we're hanging our hat on it. So I will give you that. I think that's the most one of the most appropriate applications of high concept you've you've proposed. Okay. Um, I'm gonna you go with yours. supernatural. Fair. 
Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with the bedfellow of Supernatural and go with Ghost. It is. It is a ghost movie, but not in your typical haunting kind of way. What would this so, one has haunted the internet. Well, and, and, I mean, and their houses. It can turn the lights on and off. Yeah, it can activate blenders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can... <laughs> It can materialize it can, as a camcorder. Yeah, it can place webcams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's possible that the ghost is itself a webcam. Could be. It could yeah. be. I'll, but I'll give you. I'll give you ghost. I'm okay. gonna go with slasher. I was also gonna mention this. This is a tough one. Yep. Yep. It is a. It is a. I mean, there's no. There's no visual killer. It's just no. there's they drop one by one. I I guess is where you're going. But you're for. the one who advocated for slasher in uh, Final Destination, so I feel like you should be on board with this. Mm. <laughs> and if not, I'd like to hear this fucking explanation. Well, okay, let me ask you this: If there is a ghost movie, aside okay. from this one, where a ghost kills people one by one, like Thirteen Ghosts, for example, or The Haunting, or something like that. Or House on Haunted Hill, or whatever that movie was called. Is that a mm-hmm. slasher, or is that a ghost movie? I, I don't think... I think that is just a ghost movie. This one, I think what's unique about this one and puts it more firmly in the slasher camp is... I mean, obviously the teenagers, right? They're all sexy teens, except for the fat kid. Hey. He's ah, a teddy look, bear. He's sexy to those who find him sexy. He's got a six-pack, it's just in the cooler. <laughs> I'm certainly not trying to body shame the man, Mark. I'm just... Stating facts. Also, we're gonna get back to Ken in a while. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, have I got a lot to say, to say about, about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but sexy teens being killed off one by one for, in some cases, purient things. Right. This is this is they cheated on each other. They, you know, you know what I mean. It's 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 much more akin to a slasher movie than a ghost who kills people because they happen to be in this house. Okay. That's fair. That's a good defense. I was like I said, I was also going to bring up slasher, so I'm not upset by this. But sure, there there is sure. a line that we're walking. There is. Yeah. There is. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? I don't. <laughs> okay. Good. I thought you were going to say at least more words to explain that you didn't have anything else, but no, just no. I wanted to keep it pithy and efficient. Well, good. We weren't too verbose about that. No. Um, I have nothing else either. Oh, good. <laughs> So let's talk about this goddamn movie. Now, Mark, you had seen this movie before because you watched it after we reviewed it, right? So what I was actually, your deal with this movie? I actually get the sense that we watched this at very similar times. This this was, as you said, the first movie that was on, uh, at the time, your website. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I don't really know what the timeline was with your initial rollout because I wasn't involved with it, but I think I watched it roughly around the same time as you guys because it was like right you this opened up in like October 2016 2015 what? yeah that one yeah uh, and that's roughly around the time that I put this one on it came I I got it uh, in the mail on Netflix on a DVD <laughs> <laughs> god damn it uh, so it's interesting I definitely watched this uh, in about July or August okay. of it must have been 2016. Um, right? That timeline checks out. 15. Yeah. No. Because the website started in like November of 2016, right? That no. was like... That no, was no. Like... 
Jesus, ago, we've Jeff. been doing this shit for too long, man. <laughs> well, that and you're really bad at math. Well, that also, but you know. <laughs> so, okay, 2015. Yeah, so I watched it in July or August, whenever it became available on Redbox. I just saw it on the Redbox when I went to the grocery store one day. Fair enough. What was your yeah. initial take on it? I, I think we're going to say have, have very similar things to say about our initial takes. So my initial take was I really thought it was a shit movie. Um, I thought there were some scary moments to it, but like I I watched this when my wife was out of town, uh, Ooh, alone bold in move. the living room. I know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, alone in the living room, and it was you know I watched it at like midnight or whatever, and I there were some moments where I I called my dog in from the other room because I was like I'm a little freaked out being alone here. There were some scary moments in this. I agree. It, it was weird that I was I was kind of lying to myself about it. I I mean I ended up watching it with with the wife but um so i had a little bit more comfort than you but still like there were points this movie builds tension really 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 well uh yeah especially with how much their freaking skype chat lags (laughs) um and there were points where i was literally like i and i haven't done this on any other movie i've watched in recent memory at all is i would watch it like through my hands yeah man um, yeah, and so initially, I I kind of thought this was a shitty movie, but then, I mean, that's not fair. I think I just wanted to be cool for the first review on the website. Come across as a real tough guy. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, even though I was cognizant of the fact that I I actively couldn't watch one of the scenes. <laughs> At the end of the movie, I thought to myself, oh, that was really dumb and not scary. And then that night, <laughs> I got like an hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and especially with now we've seen, what, over like 80 fucking movies for this website. And this is not a bad horror movie, no. certainly. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, uh. two for two on the losing sleep after watching. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just built in that I like if you go in expecting to have bad dreams or something like that that you're going to. But yeah, I was. Uh. <laughs> this movie's freaky, man. It is freaky, and I think it's one of. The, so okay, so let's start talking about what the movie does right. And I think one of the main things the movie does right is I talk about this a lot with horror movies. A big part of whether or not it's going to be scary and believable is the ability to believably control the character's resources. Right When you're able to believably make it so they can't access their phone, they can't get online, they can't get knives, they can't whatever they can't do, you cut off their resources, you make it seem scary. It's one of the reasons the Blair Witch Project is so fucking great. Um, and all the better if you can do that without exposition or without noticeable exposition. Uh, I think it's one of, the movie, one of the reasons Hush is a really good and scary movie. And this movie fucking nails that because this is just her computer screen they have the director has full control over 100% of the resources available right everything you're seeing is just nope that doesn't work and it's the internet so it's like fuck it you you, what it it seems believable I guess is what I'm saying when shit just doesn't work you're like okay well then what do you do fuck I don't know well and the other end of that is why don't they just leave and they answer that Pretty quickly into the movie when Val just hangs up. Yeah, and dies. (laughs) And then dies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So actually, on that note, let's do a quick run-through of the cast of characters. Sure, sure, sure. I hope you have a list up, because otherwise, I got it. I got this. I got Uh, Blair. Yeah. Blair is our protagonist. 
Sure. It's her computer screen that we're observing the world through. Um, she is, thinks she's a good person. The ghost I mean, disagrees with her. <laughs> yeah, for very good reasons. I mean, all of these, all of these characters think they're good people and then have a hand in this kind of heinous bullying incident. I get the feeling that the man with whom Blair cheated on her boyfriend does not think he's a good person. Well, the guy was just drink sloshed Adam. on wine the whole time. You're fucking... talking about Adam. Okay. Uh, Adam is a guy who definitely wears white sungla- sunglasses yep. and uh, probably has a gold chain. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Yep. Popped collars all around. Um, and he has a gun. Waves a gun around for absolutely no reason. On a Skype conversation. Drinks wine <laughs> on like a Tuesday night with his friends on Skype in high school. Uh, yeah. You also referenced her boyfriend, which is Mitch. Mitch. Uh, he actually Mitch. seems like one of the better of the group. Yeah, what what was his crime in all of this? I honestly don't remember. It's up for debate. I actually kind of went on to like a deep dive on what happened in this movie after I watched it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, at the end, spoilers, we've already talked about this, but he is supposedly the one who posted the video. Oh, that's right. But Blair says it, and then he immediately kills himself. Right. Uh, so... It's actually never really confirmed. Like, it's it's absolutely possible, especially because in the video, she's the only one there, that Blair posted it and then blamed it on him and just right. got killed. Absolutely. But yeah. aside from that, he's like, he's a virgin and he's in love with <laughs> Like Blair. all nice people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this movie obviously conflates... It, it's a bit of a slut-shamery movie. It certainly is. And, and that's another reason it is like a slasher. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we also, as we mentioned before, have Val, who's sort of, whatever, she's the fodder, she's the first to die. She is a, uh, just an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> she is terrible. And annoying as all fucking hell. Uh, you see in the video that she's kind of the instigator that's picking a fight with Laura, the dead girl. Um, Laura also, Barnes, right? Yeah, Laura Barnes. We also have Ken, uh, who is the lovable chubby teddy bear who's also very good at internet stuff, hacking and whatever. What's his real name? Kennington? Kennington. Ken- oh, Jesus Christ. That looks like, yeah. Why not? Uh-huh. Why not? <laughs> sure. Uh, and I believe last but not least is Jess, uh, who is the other best friend girl who is also there. The more relatable of the two identify as the movie identifies sluts i mean yeah i guess i don't really interestingly she doesn't have a direct role in what happened to laura as far as i can tell i mean it's implied that they all sort of posted these like troll comments anonymously on the youtube video but aside from that she wasn't actively involved like everyone else seemed to be and she's just otherwise a bad person hers was the first one that the ghost reveals of what she did and i think she posted when the original video of Laura shitting herself was posted. She posted something like through an anonymous account, you should kill yourself on it. Yeah, something like that. Was her I, role in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, that's your cast. There's... Even though the video itself said Laura Barnes, kill your, leaky Laura, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so frankly, I, I think she's pretty blameless. Yeah, yeah, well. Jess is pretty blameless. That's also part of the part of the morality of this movie is just because all your friends are doing it doesn't mean you are you should jump on that train and make fun of someone <laughs> relentlessly until they kill themselves. That's fair. That's a bad thing to do. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, another PSA. 
We are anti-bullying. <laughs> Don't bully. Nailed it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Don't bully and call 911 if your friend poops himself. Those <laughs> are two things. Or herself. Those are two things that we are definitively for. That's our, Those are our platforms. <laughs> um, now, to get back to what the movie does <laughs> right. Um, I would say, like I, I already kind of mentioned this, I think it builds tension incredibly well. Um, you have these... Do you know what I mean when I say missing keyframes? I I think I do. It kind of <clears throat> skips to the end, and then it, it gets blocky, and, and you can't see what's going on. Sort of. Um, the way video codecs work, uh, I'm not an expert, and this is going to get technical. Uh, oh, great. So I love this. This definitely going to mess this, love up. this The way video codecs work is um, to basically, instead of encoding every single pixel on every single frame in order to save space in the file they'll basically encode the pixel once and then only encode it again if it changes okay Um, that makes sense so then what happens is you have these things kind of built in throughout the video called keyframes that are just like a single frame of everything everything stays the same but it's all encoded as a change and it kind of keeps it fresh yeah um now what happens is if you're missing a keyframe uh, you can basically shift. You you've seen this before, and there's actually a whole subreddit dedicated to missing keyframes gifts, and they're goddamn terrifying. But basically, someone will like turn their head, and then they're supposed to be a cut, but the keyframe's gone. So then all of a sudden, their face is on the side of their head. Yeah, that type of weird shit. Right. So there's like these video um, <clears throat> artifacts that are going on throughout the entire movie, and actually they build it into the uh, what is it Paramount or whatever the opening credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, this movie is weirdly frustrating in that Skype freezes a lot and you get the circle and I'm watching it on my computer, right? And so I get frustrated and like try to click out of it. I'm like, no, wait, that's that's what's in the movie. That's what's happening in the movie. That happens a lot. Yeah, it's actually a pretty decent immersion setting up mechanism. But Yeah, until I move my mouse and then the video controls pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I watched it on my TV, so I didn't really have that problem. But um, in any case... When you actually get to... So that's happening throughout, regardless of what's happening in the background. Even when they're having, like, their... uh, When Blair and Mitch are canoodling each other before everyone else joins in. Um, Those are both pretty good-looking people. Well, yeah, they're in high school. That's how it works. That came out way (laughs) creepier than I wanted it to. (laughs) Holy fucking shit, dude. Not what I meant. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. Uh, I'm just going to move past it. We're just going to move right past it. <laughs> you know what I love about high school girls? <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting older. They stay the same age. That's a totally normal thing you said. What else do you have to say? <laughs> what I was getting at is uh, <clears throat> you get used to these visual artifacts happening throughout the movie. And then when something does happen, someone hangs up and then calls back in or whatever. And like you can hear what's going on, but you can't actually see anything happening. And then you get like spurts and bits of action and then just free frozen images and stuff like that. It's so good at building tension. Yes. Yeah. Something that maybe takes actually five seconds. Uh, this take takes, uh, well, I said that backwards. Something that actually takes five seconds feels like it takes like 30. And as a result, this movie is actually only like 82 minutes long. It's a very it's, tight, very it's tight. It's a tight movie. Yeah. And I it's appreciate it for it. Yeah. But it feels longer you're stressed out yeah this it's a it's a very stressful experience yeah 
Yeah. Um, other things it does well, I think the acting is actually very good, especially on the second watch through. <clears throat> yeah. Blair does a too. really good job. Mitch is a, does a tremendous job. And the rest of them are at least serviceable. Yeah. I, I totally agree. They they have a very catty exchange between Jess and Val at the beginning of the movie, which, in my opinion, is one of the most difficult things to do as an actress because, A, the script needs to be well done or they need to allow you to, like, improv it a little bit. And, B, you can't go too, too dramatic because that seems fake, but you also have to, like, put some emotion into it. I feel like that's a really hard balance to do, and that scene actually comes off pretty well. Absolutely. I totally agree. <clears throat> and I mean, it does probably help them that there isn't a lot of actual like physical acting going on. They're just staring at a webcam right. and reading lines, essentially. And any issues they had could be corrected by blurring the camera a little bit. Right, right. But as far as, I guess, realistically what it is, is the voice acting. Really yeah. solid work. Yeah, I had that note as well. Yeah. That's kind of all I've got. I think the effects are really good in terms of this movie is is a perfect judicial use of the effects it knows it's capable of, right? They they chose to go with this very unique format. I think they did a good job going with this unique format, and accordingly, the effects are consistent with that. They're they're good. They're, they they don't look great, right? They're not stellar effects, but they're through a choppy Skype feed, so they don't need to be it's believable that they don't look unbelievably good they look as good as they need to yeah yeah um self-awareness i guess yeah that's fair i have one more thing which is um i guess i'd put it under world building like i said you're seeing the screen of blair for the entire movie and it's not just like like what they could have done what they could have done was just have skype up um but they also have her interacting with facebook she ignores um, Skype and starts clicking around. Chat roulette at one point. Yeah, chat roulette. She, but what the the I guess the interesting thing, and I think I remember reading this when I first watched this. They animated the mouse. It, it's not an actual mouse. Point right, out. and we'll get into that in what the movie does wrong because oh. I have some minor technical gripes. But what are you gonna say? About I that? like the way what they did with the mouse and kind of how it moves around the screen and like what it pauses on, and she does the. She does the thing where she's, like, sending a uh, Facebook message, and she'll, like, type a line, and then erase it, and then type another line, and then erase it, and then type it again, and then figure out what she actually wants to say, and then do it, which I, we've all done that a hundred times. It's just a nice little extra thing. I mean, it's actually a good way, It's a, at one point, it's a very good plot delivery mechanism, because you actually find out that Laura, the, the ghost demon girl uh was abused as a child by her uncle but it's right. never anything that's actually said to any of the other characters it's something that she types up to mitch and then Ex- deletes it. exactly the 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 her searching and and hunting around on the internet and talking to mitch is an incredibly it, it's such it's so unique because it's such an effective exposition delivery method because it's just raw unadulterated exposition coming at you we're just gonna type it on the fucking screen but it it works because of the format of the movie yeah, and that is very unique. Yeah, and actually, kudos uh, at, on that note. Kudos to this movie for the one random unexplainedforums.net or whatever website, <laughs> yeah. wherein you have a commenter in like seventy-two point font blue italicized <laughs> Arial type in the exact thing that's had, like that is they just type the exposition it says ghosts come back in technology and possess you and force you to kill yourself <laughs> and it is 
<laughs> it takes up like half the screen, and that is <laughs> the most like literally bold use of exposition <laughs> I've ever seen. And it actually like works perfectly because it's on some weird, unexplained. And that's internet what those forum. forums, I assume, look like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some kind of nonsense horseshit GeoCities page. <clears throat> Uh, yes, and actually, just for the record, that site does not exist. However, someone has taken screen caps and posted them all as though it were a website. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Good stuff. Which I think dovetails into what the movie does wrong. Okay. Um, and for me, one main thing that the movie does wrong, and this might have been... I, I definitely had some of these observations on my first viewing, but more on this most recent viewing is, given that all you have to look at is her computer screen... It's really easy to notice when something doesn't feel wholly natural to that computer screen. And there's a bunch of examples of this. I think primarily it's that the volume on the Skype chat is just muted when she's doing other searches and stuff for no fucking reason other than it doesn't serve the plot at this moment. And they want you to focus on what she's searching. Um, And there's, you know, and then it, but then randomly it can pop back in with, hey, Blair, are you still there? And it's, well, yeah, but why couldn't she hear the clear yelling? You can see yelling that's happening until it talks about her. They're very animated speakers. Absolutely. So some of that was, was problematic. Um, Also, Mark, to your point, the mouse, the mouse bothered me because she's clearly on a MacBook or MacBook Pro, right? On her bed, uh, moving around with it. The mouse moves not in the way a trackpad mouse does. It makes, like, clear, distinct movements from one place to another and moves around in a way you can't do on a trackpad. It's something where you can set it down. You know what I mean? A mouse. I just moved my mouse mouse as a a visual gag uh, for for the listener of this podcast. I don't know. They might have heard the little clackety thing in the background. (laughs) I heard it. There you go. Uh, So... It just, it doesn't seem believable that she has a mouse attached to this, especially because she gets up and moves around without holding it. So that's, that's another problem, that kind of stuff. Uh, Other stuff along that same line is towards the end of the movie when they're playing Never Have You Ever, right? And they're all holding up the fingers. Are you going to talk about how the dude puts his pinky down? Well, I was going to, I, I, no, but that's what I do too, because... Look, some people have a weird nerve thing where I literally, I, I cannot move my pinky independently of my ring finger. <laughs> Look at this. If I hold my ring finger in place, I cannot move my pinky. <laughs> they're, they're like the same nerve or something. I don't know. Listener, for the record, he can't move his pinky. I can confirm this. <laughs> um, but she is typing extraordinarily quickly to Mitch in the like side eye chat or whatever. While holding, you can see her holding one hand up. To keep doing the fingers thing for Never Have I Ever. Bold. That isn't one I noticed the first viewing, but that's one I noticed and bothered the shit out of me this viewing. Okay. I, I actually didn't notice that in other viewing, um, but I could definitely see how that would bother you. Yeah, so so I think that's one thing the movie does wrong, is given that... And this is all stuff that... Look, if I didn't have 82 minutes of just looking at this one computer screen, I don't think you'd notice, but that's that's a downfall of the... You know, of the format. Yep. Yeah. What what do, what do you got on what it did wrong? Uh, I'm just gonna go with Cannington as a whole. Uh, yeah. This guy seems fairly nice. He yep. thinks he doesn't think highly of of the deceased, but that, I mean, it seems like she so. also wasn't very nice at all. Exactly. Like she yeah. was a bully that then got bullied and killed herself. So I mean, it seems like his his opinion is warranted, and it's possible he just doesn't live long enough for us to actually like learn the fucked up shit he did 
Right. But as it right. stands, like, neither does Val, but they also go, kind of go out of their way to show Val being awful as well. Yeah. So, what, what, what the hell? And he, he like... Adam just shoots himself in the face. Kennington fucking eviscerates himself he, with a blender. What? In Chekhov's blender. Yeah, oh because man, Chekhov's <laughs> blender. He's blending salsa to start with. Because I just I, I just do that when I open up Skype. I like to have a blender in the background because it's great for the audio quality. Mark, it's, it makes farts, as he says, or whatever he says about it. <laughs> um... I have nothing to add to that conversation. <laughs> my my point is, I guess I needed a Kennington's super nice, and a, maybe they wanted him to be likable to bring a little bit of like levity to the conversation. But I also feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie around making people atone for their sins, maybe give the guy a sin to atone for, even posthumously. Right. I also cannot envision a world in which that guy is friends with these people. Uh, it seems like he maybe hacked the school to change their grades at one point. <laughs> right, he's that One of those guy, scenarios. Sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's, his character is definitely in this chat to provide the plot points of, like... There's nothing you can do. Yeah, exactly, of challenging it in every possible technological way, trying to track the IP address, trying to remove the Trojan virus from the thing. Even that, though, so all these kids have Macs, apparently, because the email he sends to all of them, he just sends a .dmg file. That's not going to do shit for me. I don't have a MacBook. What the hell is it? Is is that a real thing? I actually noted that too. I, I've never so, heard yeah, of the yeah, DMG it's, it's extension. Yeah, yeah, it's the essentially the .exe of Macs. They, they it's the programs they can run. <laughs> really? It's yes. called .dot damage. <laughs> no, it's weird. That seems okay. I I didn't know. I that. Don't, I thought that was I, just kind of a funny, weird antiviral thing. No, no, it's 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 the Mac program. Gotcha. Because Macs can't run .dot directly. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it stands for something other than damage. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with damage. All right. Um, another thing I think the movie does wrong is there are a couple of lines of dialogue that evidence so clearly that this movie was written by old white dudes sitting in a room, and they also make me question who the audience for this movie is. Particularly, I'm talking about a line pretty early on involving trolls. Mark, my, do you know what my, I'm talking well, about? Well, I don't know about the trolls one. I'm just going to interject with another one, though. I'm going to come over there and knock the trash out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's how kids these days talk shit to each other. That's a weird one. There's a line early on when they're worried about Billy127 or whatever the <laughs> fuck, this interloper in their chat, uh -huh. right? Someone says, it's clearly just a troll. Blair says, what's, what's a, a troll? troll? In the <laughs> whiniest possible voice. And then Ken yeah, responds, a troll is someone who posts things just to get a reaction on the internet. Who, who is watching this movie based solely around Skype who needs what a troll is explained? First off, I, I just don't buy that Blair doesn't know what a troll is. No, I'm just moving. I'm moving past that, though. Why is that line in this movie? Who is watching this movie and doesn't understand what a troll is? You know, the world has changed quite a bit in the, in the two years since this movie came out, Jack. They no. have since made an entire season of South Park based around trolls. Prior to that, no one knew what trolls were. Mark, I made this observation on my first viewing of the movie a couple of years ago, as is evidenced by the review. Yeah, which is available. No. I, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you on that, but sometimes you just gotta fill in the gaps. Uh, whatever. <laughs> So there's just a couple of lines that are baffling, not only from the character's perspective, but just what, who, explain to me who you think is watching this movie that needs that line in there. 
Speaking of wonky, fumbled lines. Okay. While they're playing Never Have I Ever, and it's revealed that uh, Mitch told on Adam to the cops. Yeah. He says, it was, I, it was either both of us or one of us, and I would do the same shit for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, doesn't make, that doesn't make any goddamn any, sense. It's nuts. <laughs> like, you already did it for him. What you're saying is you'd be okay with him doing it to you, but that's the opposite of what you're actually saying because you had the option <laughs> of going down with him and you specifically ratted him out. You exactly <laughs> did the opposite, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I I mean, he was very stressed in the moment, so that makes sense, I guess, but... Eh. Sure. I don't know, Mark. There's no evidence of us ever saying the wrong thing, and we record an hour and a half long podcast every week. It's true, Jack. We have knocked better movies for worse. <laughs> That was a very specific reference. Uh, yeah, it's for the eagle-eared listeners among us. <laughs> uh, I, there isn't a lot else the movie does wrong from my perspective. I got I got another funny little line. This one was actually typed up on the website. The, if you stop the screen and look at the uh, unexplainedforums.net stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some there's some interesting little tidbits in there. One of which was uh, when they're talking about how the how the whatever ghosts will possess you uh they do so by using your sin as a grappling hook to attach to your evil abilities <laughs> and that, that is what's written on screen that is that is a I, I actually think that is a very subtly accurate line for the kind of lunatic shit that gets posted <laughs> on that kind of forum well okay yeah that's fair <laughs> and to, to dovetail into what was it was rocking my horror world that's a lot. A lot of the people who call into Coast to Coast say shit just like that. <laughs> uh, okay, one last thing. Uh, this is the last complaint I have, and this isn't so much a complaint because this is actually happens in real life. But is it weird how bad the dead girl, <clears throat> whatever the ghost thing is at memes? It keeps putting meme text on things, and I don't think it gets how meme text works. It's just putting text on vi- on pictures. How so? Well, like, the one after uh, the girl, Jess, kills herself, it just says, looks like she finally STFU. But it's like, why is that a meme? It's not a meme. Right, there wasn't a, there wasn't a poignant line earlier of, Jess, why don't you, why do you never shut the fuck up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they no, specifically, like, enough. go out of their way to use that, like, white block letters with the black outline on a JPEG image that is meme well, text. And they use it multiple be- times. Part of that might be filmography, just because that's easy to read on literally everything. No matter what the background image it's the, is, you can no, read. it's it's the exact same font. It's a it's like meme generator dot com. Well, maybe that's just how they like. They didn't it, want I mean, to go to possible. the trouble of. Yeah, <clears throat> I I mean I guess, and if you actually do go to Facebook, it's filled with people misusing memes. So ultimately, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it, but. It's a subtle uh, nod to accuracy, because yeah. also this is Laura Barnes, right? This is a 17 year old girl or whatever. Who sixteen-year-old uh, does not have a grasp on how to properly compose a meme? Do you think these kids could have explained to me what "damn Daniel" was? I still don't understand what that was. No, I I know literally what it was. I just don't get it. I don't know if I know what it is. Damn Daniel, he had white sneakers. You're talking in an alien language. I'll splice it in. Okay, cool. <laughs> I used it to be make with as it, much sense they to you it as it does to me. I didn't hear anything you just said. It will make as much sense to you as it does to me. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) 
I'm we sure are a couple of old it. goddamn men. Before we go out, do we just want to? Because we've we've kind of talked about each of them in the background. Do we just want to talk about the deaths? Because I are absolutely kind of, want to talk about the deaths. Yeah, they're an important part of the movie. Yeah. So first death is not Jess and not Val. Blair. Val. Val. Yeah. She dies by just having a seizure, maybe. No. So well, that's what they say on the screen. But I know, but. <clears throat> She drinks a bottle of bleach. Is, what is that is. what it is? Because the bleach is conspicuously in the shot. The bleach is not in the shot, and then when it when the shot comes back, and she's frozen solid, she's just staring at the screen, and they think her camera's there's frozen. A, there's a bottle there's of bleach a conspicuously bottle of bleach, in the shot. and yeah. there's the cap is taken off of it. I mean, yeah. you don't know for certain, but it's heavily implied she drank the bleach. But right, right. The, the creepy thing about that one is they call her on her cell phone, uh, not on Skype, and you can see the phone vibrating ever so subtly on the side of the screen. So you know it's actually not frozen, and she's just sitting there, like, right. comatose. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, man, that is a freaky scene. It's, yeah. Watching it initially, I was just like, this is dumb. I don't understand what's happening. But uh, now, like, I honestly never noticed the phone last time. Now oh, that you I, see I it's, I like, did. actually live action, that's kind. That's really freaky. It's not frozen like they all think it is. Yeah, it's freaky. It's a very, yeah, it's a very creepy scene. Yeah. Uh, next up, you got Ken. Poor Ken. <laughs> Ken's death is fantastic. Uh, yeah, this is this was the reaction shot of the people in the theaters, like, gagging and screaming and crying. In it's the vision. most liberal use of the Skype freezing and glitching. Yes. And it has to be, because he is just full frame sticking his shoulder into a blender. Well, so yeah, it starts because he's like slamming his whole, he's body slamming his desk with his face. Yep. Like he's clearly being attacked by some unseen force. And then he has his hand in a blender. And then he's breaking the blender. And then he has his face in the blender. Or more accurately, his carotid artery. There are, it's just, it's just gratuitous blenderings. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is an appropriate description of, of what happens to this poor guy. Uh, I mean, it's his own fault for bringing a blender to a Skype conversation. So after Ken, who we got? Uh, that is Adam is next. And he, he just shoots himself. He just shoots himself, yeah. And he's a dick. Uh, yes, he is probably the worst person in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because not only, not only has he achieved terrible feats, but he is also... Um, just kind of a dick in general. In general. And it's it's implied that Blair didn't know he filmed them having sex, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying was with the terrible feats. He also roofied a girl, got her pregnant, and then forced her to have an abortion. Oh, I mean, there's, fuck, yeah. I forgot about the a, roofing. There is a litany. actual rape. Yeah. yeah. He raped a woman. A he girl. Did, this is the guy who deserves to be blended. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Leave Ken out of it. Uh, yeah. And actually, there is an alternate death for him that they shot originally where he's possessed and just walks out into the street and gets hit by a car. But in either case, it's like super quick. Not a lot of build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I kind of appreciate because you need some quick deaths in yes. with the anticipated ones to make everything to keep you off balance. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that as well. It's it's good for the pacing to do it that way. Right. It's it's the running game in in football. You need to keep them honest. Yes. Sure. Good sports analogy. I'm such a sportsman, Mark. Sport. (laughs) Jess's death is up next. Jess is, I think, the most gruesome death to me. I mean, Ken is the worst. No, Jess is more gruesome. Okay. She sticks a hot curling iron down her fucking throat. Yes. 
Ken's, you don't even see that much of what's going on, but her, you see her afterwards, at least, laying there like, with the, and it's smoldering, smoking in her mouth, the hot curling iron. Especially because, like, that death is choking. Like, yeah. that wouldn't kill you otherwise. You just, she blocked her it airway with it. burn the a, shit out of you and choke you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a, a brutal one. There is an alternate death, de- there is an alternate death for Jess. That's a hard sentence to say. <laughs> uh, that is the most idiotic, stupid, immersion-breaking thing really? I have I'm ever totally seen. Really? I'm totally unaware of this. Uh, you should just, I mean... Is this like a, a special feature on the DVD or something? It's they're all on YouTube. Uh, Unfriended okay. has a channel, and they posted all these like extras. Um, so what it was was she was going to basically get sucked into Facebook, and then there was going to be a flash animation of her falling out of her like timeline <laughs> and like hitting what? sharp corners on images and stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I. Well, I will be watching that. Yeah, I have no idea who thought it was going to be remotely acceptable. Wow. I, I can only assume that was what was originally there, and then when they brought Beck Membatov in, he was like, no. <laughs> Hard veto. Hard so veto. They went full Scooby-Doo in the cyber chase with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I fully recommend everyone listening goes on and types Jess Death Unfriended Alternate. That should probably do it. Wow. Yeah. That. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Uh, oh and that God. that's brings us to the, the penultimate death, Mitch. Yeah. Now, we forgot to talk about how Mitch had a knife during their Skype sex session earlier. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to I was just going to breeze by it. I don't think we necessarily talk about the we don't need to talk about any sadomasochism that's happening. Now, look. If I'm whatever Skype I'm on, I'm gonna have access to at least one knife, if not a couple. So I I could make jokes like that. Yeah, I, might, I fuck. I might even have made that joke. Never mind. I'm. I, it it makes sense to me. It's believable. Okay. So he has a knife. <laughs> yeah. And he headbutts it. He he does the the Joker's trick from Batman uh, from the Dark Knight. Yeah, essentially to himself disappear. Yeah, yeah. But to himself and with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a big ass knife disappear with his head. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, in a weird way, him and Adam both get, like, the super easy deaths. Yeah. Just and just like, <laughs> okay, we're done now. And we're dead. And that brings us to the end, which may or may not be a death. Y- yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's Blair's one of the there. things this movie does wrong. It's actually, it's actually very reminiscent of the Blair Witch Project towards the end when Heather is looking at the camera like upper nostrils, like freaking out and whimpering a little bit. It's kind of like that. Blair is pleading with the ghost to let her live and that she's not a bad person and all this shit. And then the ghost shows her what nobody else has seen that she was the one filming the video. Well, and it that... posts it to her Facebook. Right. So right. that everyone on Facebook can now see that Blair was the one essentially responsible for the bullying video in the first place. Which to me indicates that the ghost didn't kill her. Well, good segue. There is an unfriended two that has been announced. There we go. Yeah. There we go. We don't know anything about the story details, but it is certainly plausible that Blair is still alive or potentially possessed. By Laura Barnes. By Laura. Yep. Yeah. And so what actually happens is she kind of freaks out and then we get, I don't know, two and a half seconds where the camera 
she closes her computer and you get like the perspective of what would be her webcam right if the computer were still open well you get the perspective i mean yeah i guess you get her it's like a first person shot essentially it switches from her looking at the computer screen to her just looking into the darkness and then like standing up and then she doesn't stand up cut to black did you watch this movie? No, she doesn't stand up. <laughs> Un- like a pair of hands from the darkness close her computer, which is where it shifts to the first person perspective. Yeah. And then after about a second or two, Laura, the ghost of Laura, like you actually see her face, pounces on her and then fade to black. Sure. Sure, sure. I hate that fucking ending. It's the laziest bullshit ending that they couldn't think of anything better. To- I hate it. It's terrible. I totally agree. It doesn't work very well. It does kind of break your immersion because of the last second perspective shift, a la the last broadcast. When, why do they need to do that? They don't, they could have just shown you what's happening on the webcam. Yeah, that would have been much better. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like that one take. There's one of the endings of Paranormal Activity. I don't remember even which one was theatrical at this point, where the just jump scare, like, I'm going to lunge at the camera. End. I believe that was not used. Now I can't remember either. Shit. We need to review that movie. <laughs> I know. We, <laughs> we should have done that while Jake was gone. Uh, probably. Oh my god, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do review or uh, ratings. All right. Let's review this movie. We, over at 80 Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Gold Hat would rate how much he needs badges. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. And for 10, think of how Navin R. Johnson would rate the likelihood that things are going to start happening for him now. Things are going to start happening to me now. Story is the first category which rate these movies. Mark, this wasn't your pick, but I'm demanding you rate it for story. Okay. I'm going to give this... Uh, this is kind of a hard one. I'm going to go with five. <laughs> it's a, a bit of a cop-out. It's a hard story to review. You have, like, the interesting... Uh, they're using these actual real-life bullying events and playing off of them. And beyond that, there's, like, the story elements here are just that there's a bunch of shitty teenagers and their friend killed themselves and now she's haunting them and then they killed themselves. There's not much of a story here. <laughs> Her friend did kill themselves. I mean, actually, that is kind of true. (laughs) Um, There's some interesting stuff here. Like, it's not below a five because they do do the interesting things with, like, the psycho-assisted suicide or whatever. Like, she possesses them, forces them to kill themselves, which I always think is kind of an interesting horror trope. Um, But, yeah, I mean, aside from that, there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about here. You you did the whole story in, like, 15 seconds, as you will recall. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a fair rating for the story, and I'm I'm what I'm struggling with in this particular category is not to double credit it in both story and immersion, because I want to give them credit for the uniqueness of this format. Yeah, I see, I don't think that's story though. This, I mean, the story element there is that they're using a computer. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I guess story and writing, because it I, also incorporates a bunch of interesting stuff in these forums and then using chat roulette i think the chat roulette sequence is really great her desperation and other people's just total apathy and just 
I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, you're in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. I think the, the the chat roulette sequence is is a particularly great moment. I, I do think that's good. There is an element of story there that I think you could give it a lot of credit for. Of, I mean, it doesn't get any credit for them just being on Skype, but for all of the technological avenues that they take with it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, ultimately, I'm going to give it a six. I, I think it is above average. Um, it, it's certainly not perfect. <laughs> Okay. Jack, I assume I can tell you're not looking at this because I can see who's in the document. Do you know what you gave it originally? A five? No. What did I give it originally? You gave it a three. Really? Yeah. Wow. Care to argue with your past self? Uh, Yeah, my past self was a fucking moron. Look at many of the decisions that I've made in my life. How do you feel about your future self? Oh, that guy's a sucker. I'm always pawning shit off onto him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, immersion <laughs> and world building right? world building and immersion yeah what's your rating uh, this is where I think it gets massive props I am not going to give it a perfect score because there are some issues like especially the one you mentioned that I also had written down was that Skype kind of arbitrarily mutes itself right when it wants the viewer to focus on and it would have been really easy for her to mute Skype and also I feel like before they're actually um, before they actually decide that this thing is malevolent and not just some weird Skype glitch, like wouldn't they just call each other or switch to Google or like any right? Other Skype Facebook is not messenger? the sole means of communication, as is evidenced by this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just everyone open up chat roulette, and we'll just be random randomly chatting with each other until we finally make this group work. That would have been yeah, that's that would have been work. another solution, I think. <laughs> that would have only taken about forty years. Anyways, ultimately the the vehicle by which this story the whatever, not much of a story, but the vehicle by which this whole thing is delivered to you is one that's absolutely sucks you in. And I think you can tell by just the level of nits we were picking with the what the movie does wrong that ultimately you can find stuff that's obnoxious, but really it doesn't take you out that much. I I'm waffling between like an eight and a nine. I I actually think I'm gonna go with a nine. Like, it's a weird Look, movie to give a nine to, but I'm totally okay with it. Man, I wish I could argue with you because it seems like a stupid grade, but I I'm with you, man. I I'm gonna give it a fucking eight. I don't. I have no concept of what I gave this the first time around. You gave it a five. Okay. Okay. Look, I was trying to seem real cool, Mark. You can't just dive into reviewing horror movies and give everything such high grades. You know what I mean? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta play it cool. You, you should have started with cards. everything. You should give everything a five. <laughs> Fives across the board. I'm giving this one an eight, though. You're absolutely right. You are sucked the fuck into this movie. It's nuts. And it's nuts. And and I think that this is where I was trying not to double credit them, and I don't think I did. The Skype thing is, you're all you're doing is glued to this fucking screen trying to see what's happening. It's great. Really high world building and immersion. Now, they didn't have to do too much work to build the world because it's so small and constrained. I don't know about that. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of background details that you can tell like someone actually did. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, like you, you have said, to build yeah, the, a set. But. Right, right. But you still have to... You could fuck it up really easily. You have to build like the Facebook pages... You have to populate all of the the forums and stuff. The fonts on the forums. Yeah. 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 No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which uh, scare factor is our third category. Mark, what is your scare factor score? 
Uh, this is a very subjective rating. As I've said, this made me, like, in the moment, it is super scary. And then, like, five minutes later, it's not scary at all. And then later that <laughs> night when the darkness is in your room and you can't really see into the corners of your bedroom, it's back to being really high. <laughs> um, this movie, like, really messes with my head. I think I'm just in a super generous mood right now, but I'm going to go ahead and give this one a 9 too. Holy shit! Look, I, I, it, I don't... Well, I, Psycho-assisted <laughs> suicide is, is really freaky, and they do some, like, really super gory shit with this. Yeah. And coupled with the immersion, like if the immer- I think the two are related. Like if the immersion were lower, so would be scare. But you're so sucked into this that as soon as that random fucking scene of the dude jamming his hand into a blender. I'm saying if you're there and you're paying attention and watching this movie, you're terrified. And you don't know what's coming. It, yeah. it diminishes a little bit on repeat viewings. I'll say that much. That might be a good reason to bring my score down a little bit, but fuck it. I don't care. So I, I agree with you. I'm going to give it a six. And, and the reason is that this viewing did very little for me. Um, just because I think I knew everything that was going to happen. It's still, the jump scares are still pretty good, and you're st- it's still really suspenseful uh, when you can't see what's happening on Skype. And, so, I mean, the, the blendering and the curling iron down throat are freaky kills. And so, that gets credit for that. Those are freaky kills. Uh, so I mean, they're all pretty freaky. Let's not let's not forget about Val. Sure, 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 sure. But I'm saying visually freaky. They look they they wig me out when I see them. Okay, fair enough. So it's it's above average, but I don't think it held up particularly well on a repeat viewing. And I don't know. It's just it's not doing much other than that kind of suspense. Fair enough. Which is yeah. I think but, I think that's fair. Look, this is the most subjective category. If something hits you right, it hits you very right. If something is scary to everyone else but just doesn't hit you because of some weird detail, then yeah. whatever. There's not much yeah. you can do about it. But but I think a six is a good is a good score. So our penultimate category is effects or judicious lack thereof. And this one I'm really curious about, Mark. What what are you gonna hit it with? Yeah, I have no idea how to assess this thing for effects because it's, <laughs> it's all just it's all just animation. So difficult. Uh, I don't no <laughs> just no uh, yes yeah, just no I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do what I did with story and give it a five like it serves overall it serves it well um, I didn't really notice the false mouse movements but I do think that would go into effects if you did I, I haven't ever honestly used a MacBook Pro so I wouldn't know the physics of its trackpad or anything like that I just I mean they don't do a whole hell of a lot the actual scene where um the two, the two particularly grotesque kill scenes look good, but they're also so choppy that you can't really tell what the hell's going on. There's a good amount of blood uh, smeared on stuff that, I mean, looks a little bit chintzy, but in the moment it looks fine. Sure. It's just it's just kind of right down the middle. For a movie that is entirely, almost entirely animated, they really don't do a whole lot with effects. They do have some interesting uh, music built into this, and I will say that the, the outro credits are a fucking jam, man. It's like some crazy <laughs> electronic synth music called, like, A Ghost in My Head or something like that. Oh, it's, it's solid. <laughs> I'm going to have to solid, give that another check out. Solid music in the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, aside from that, I don't have a whole hell of a lot to comment on. 
yeah, I think it's a totally fair score, and I, I can't add that much to it. You're exactly right. It's it's really difficult to assess because it the effects they use serve the movie perfectly. And it would be weird yeah. if there were better effects because the quality of the Skype chat isn't that good and shouldn't be that good. I'm looking at you right now on Skype, and that's if you killed yourself with a blender, that's what it would look like. Yeah. But also, I mean, Accurate. I can't give that a particularly high score because it's not it does it's not good or hard to do, but it's so they're very smart to do that. I'm giving it a five. Fuck. I'm giving it a five. So yeah. interestingly, you went higher than your old score on story immersion and scare, and then you gave effects last time you gave it a seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. I think last time I was probably I mean, I'm sure I was giving it credit for how well suited to the movie's needs it was. Yeah. Whereas I, I think now I'm fair. giving it a more holistic let's look at the effects overall which i don't know which one's more fair honestly i could see any rating being given <laughs> in this category I, I could too yeah you could defend almost any rating yeah yep that takes us to overall yeah mark what's your overall score i went with the seven i think personally i think this movie is i don't know if it's underrated because i have no idea whether or not what it's actually rated as it's not one you hear about a lot. It's not one you hear about a lot. I've had the experience that when people have heard about it, they do have generally good, not good feelings toward it, because obviously this is an icky movie, but like they they think highly of it as a horror movie. The, the reason I'm not going any higher, um, I mean, interestingly, I am giving it the exact mathematical average of two fives and two nines. I don't know what the hell he's <laughs> doing there, but... Um, the reason I'm not going higher is because I do think this is kind of an oddly specific movie to recommend. So, like, if you're using an overall rating, which I kind of do as a rubric for, like, how likely you would be to recommend something to someone else. Yeah. I, I don't think you can go any higher than this because it's such a strange and specific movie. Also, and because of the caliber of movies that get eights. Yeah, and this I don't think is in that caliber. Yeah, I agree with that. There's this seven is the upper limit of of this type of movie that's fun to watch and interesting, but not really like extremely well made. The yeah. other thing I have to add here is like there's a whole subset of people who own plasma televisions who straight up should not watch this because it will destroy their television. Watch this on a laptop. Watch this if you can get burned in on the thing you are watching it on. This movie will ruin that screen. You will burn the fuck out of your screen if you watch this on a panis on like a, a plasma screen or on a phone that has burn-in problems. Yeah, and and I mean even beyond that problem, I think honestly, I watched this on a TV the first time I watched it, and this time around, I actively chose to watch it on my computer because I thought it would lend more to its immersiveness and, and uh, immersion. Fuck, immersiveness. And uh, and believability. I just think it's it's harder to watch. I can't... I cannot conceive of watching this in a movie theater. Yeah, I mean that... I, you know, I... I don't want to. I don't want to put on airs and say that my home theater system is anything r remotely approaching a theater, but <laughs> I. I don't mind it at all. I think it actually does pretty well on a big screen. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I mean, look, I don't. I don't have a huge TV. Uh, and and the first time I watched it, that didn't have as big a TV as I have now. But it it definitely was. I I actively thought that it would be harder to watch on a bigger TV. Well, so weigh in on that. Is it? How were the two experiences? 
I think if I had watched it for the first time on a laptop, it would have been a much more positive experience. It's I, a little bit not scientific. I mean, it's entirely not scientific, but it's a little bit ruined because I can't go back and I, I've seen the movie already when I watched it on a laptop. Yeah. But I do I feel like that, the thing about watching it on a laptop is you can then customize where you're watching it. Yeah. Not just how you're watching it. So if you're watching this, like watch it in your bedroom with the lights off on a laptop. If that you, would be. The I best would option. like the listener to contact us. If you watch this for the first time in the dark on a laptop and you claim to not be scared, I would like to call you a liar uh, live in person. So reach out to us. I mean, as true as that is, again, scare is a weird thing. Like something just, if you just don't get hit by something scary. Uh, you know, maybe that person thinks Poultry Geist is one of the scariest movies ever made. Like, it's just... Well, then I have other things to yell at that person. Yeah, about. that's true. That's Either way, true. I want to talk to this person. <laughs> come, come on our podcast. Let us interview you. You seem very <laughs> interesting. Let us berate you. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. This has been episode 46 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show... Head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom to check out all the other awesome shows the Phantom Podcast Network has to offer. Come interact with us on, uh, what, Twitter at A to Z Horror with a T-O and on the Amino, Horror Amino uh, application. I'm not 100% sure what that is. We're also A to Z Horror on Reddit with a hyphen that time. We're really good at that. <laughs> really good yeah, at the consistent and, branding. And if you want to find everything we've got, A to Z Horror.com with a hyphen. A hyphen Z horror.com. Um, but what you should absolutely do because you've heard this podcast is however you manage to hear it, rate us, um, give us a recommend, pass the podcast around. All that shit would be, would be enormously beneficial. Um, and, uh, until then, uh, fuck, how does Jake do this, Mark? What's the next words I'm supposed to say? <laughs> I don't say? know. I was too distracted by the door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, until then, uh, we're going to be coming at you in one more week. Uh, Jake will be back on the cast, and maybe somebody competent can do this this ending segment here. We're going to be checking out The Conjuring. Uh, Mark, which was your wildcard pick, I think. Yep. And one I'm, of my I'm favorites. Pretty stoked to watch that, so, so that'll be a lot of fun. But until then, grab some buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. When I uh, was, the other thing uh, with, oh god.